opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. There's a new television show with hosts and guests that are blind and visually impaired. It's called Cooking Without Looking. The program features blind, visually impaired, and low-vision chefs who provide cooking recommendations and general vision-related guidance. The featured participants are the show's guest chefs. The program's approach is informative, relaxed, and friendly with a healthy bit of humor. Today's guests are Renee Rentmeester. American Foundation for the Blind says that Miss Rentmeester is the producer and creator of Cooking Without Looking, not to mention that she's also the founder and president of the Vision World Foundation. Renee is here to Vision talk World. about this exciting show, and joining her are two of the show's blind and visually impaired hosts, Alan Preston and Annette Watkins. Hi, everyone. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. So, Renee, let's get to know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, let's see. I was um, born and raised in Green Bay, Wisconsin with the Packers, and uh, <laughs> and I've I always wanted to go on TV since I was a little girl. So at about 17, I, I started working half days at a professional TV station in Green Bay. I went to college. Um, I came out. I got to Miami. I was um, I started working at um, W what was WCIX at the time, which was an independent TV station as an advertising copywriter. And it turned into WFOR, and um, I was a, a news producer. I was a, a public service producer. I was an ad producer. And then I was a press and public relations manager after that. Wait, that's uh, on Channel 4 now, right? Yes, it is. Okay, CBS 4. Alan and Annette, tell us a little bit about yourselves and your hosting roles on the show. Annette, why don't you go first? Okay, thank you, Alan. Well, I'll tell you, everything kind of goes full circle. I was diagnosed with Stargardt's disease like about age 33. And at that time, I had been doing some movies and commercials, things like that. And this kind of just fell into place after that. I was asked to be in the show first, like just as a host. And then later on, I, I started to cook a little bit and, and guide some other people in cooking. All right. Now back to you, Renee. How did you decide to come up with the idea for a new cooking show featuring blind and visually impaired hosts? Oh, well, um, you know, I had always worked in um, TV, like I said, since I was 17 years old. And when you work in television or, or newspaper or radio, you do a lot of things in the community. It's expected of you. So I was on like a bunch of boards uh, six at one time. And um, I wanted something, my own little legacy, my own something that I could leave with the world. Um, I started by doing research about doing a, 
an organization for blind children, but then thankfully I found out that there really aren't that many children who are born blind in the U.S. anymore. I figured we would do it that way. We would do something with um, just blind people, and it was because blindness affects anyone. It doesn't matter your age, race, sex, wherever you came from, how much money you have, how much money you don't have. It doesn't matter. You can be blind. And I wanted something that um, affected everyone. I went online and it had started that uh, the descriptive TV, um, the audio description was coming out. And I thought, well, this is tremendous. You know, I'd use my own art of television and do something special um, that hadn't been done before. I went and I found a blind chef and then we looked around and I know I talked with a couple of blind organizations. That's really how I learned. I don't have anyone in my family who's blind. What I did was I actually learned from thousands of people around the country since 2001, just learning about blindness and learning that we're all individuals and and everybody has um, their own thoughts about their blindness and they, everyone has their own way of dealing with their blindness or vision impairment. Renee, Alan, and Annette, how did you all get together to do the show? Well, <laughs> I could start out maybe a little bit. No, there wasn't any training involved on my part. Uh, I was running an organization called the Braille Club, and Renee came to our club asking for some volunteers to be part of her studio audience for her first filming. So we got a bunch of people together, and we went down there, and I'm walking around with a lady friend of mine looking at kitchen displays, and all of a sudden there's this camera in my face and bright lights, and I got to tell you, a little bit of eyesight, I got bright lights or a killer in my eye. So I'm kind of shaved my eyes, and I'm and, and somebody asked me some kind of question about my guide dog. And I says, oh, yeah, I keep him around to clean up after myself when I cook. And everybody seemed to think that was pretty funny. And the next thing I know, Renee says, uh, would you like to be part of our show? And I said, sure, sounds like fun. And um, the day I uh, arrived at the filming studio was the day I found out I was one of the co-hosts. <laughs> Thank you, Renee. I have had an absolute great time ever since. You were asked, you just came into the studio, and voila, you got the job. Well, I thought I was going to be one of the chefs, and I'm trying to think of what in the heck I'm going to cook, and I came up with my one of my regular recipes. But when I got there, she just handed me this script. By the way, in, in large print, it was about an inch thick, as I remember it. <laughs> and, and, and and says, uh, you go in here, we're going to put makeup on you and, and meet everybody else, and we're filming in 30 minutes or something. I forgot what it was. How about reading that teleprompter? Did you have to read any teleprompter? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy, did we have fun with that one. Uh, we're standing out there behind our countertop all ready to introduce the show, and the guy says... Uh, uh, when when the when the light comes on, you that we asked him which of the cameras was on because apparently we knew that somehow there were three cameras out there, and the guy says, "Well, the one with the little red light," and we kind of looked at each other and says, uh, "Well, we can't see the little red light." <laughs> well, all right, well we'll figure that one out. And what are our lines? Well, they're on the teleprompter right underneath. No, there's a teleprompter underneath. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, and it went kind of from there. And as I say, sometimes we had a hard time filming because we were all laughing, having such a great time together doing that. 
Now we got to get to the show, Cooking Without Looking. It's promoting an understanding of and creating large-scale change for the blind and visually impaired population to a general viewing audience as well as the visually impaired audience. Cooking Without mm-hmm. Looking's website, cookingwithoutlooking.net, says that the show has three hosts. Alan Preston, that's you. Annette, you. And also, Chef Don White. What about Don White? How did he come into the mix? Well, this was sort of funny. Um, Annette and I were, um, we were, I think, Alan, you, you couldn't make that one show. We were like up in Orlando for a, um, it was a vision walk. And so we were, we were shooting a show there at the vision walk in Orlando. And this man had called me ahead of time, which happens often. People will just call and say, hey, I heard about your show. Can I be a part of it? He had called me. And the first thing he said to me when he called me was, you know, I've been stalking you for a long time. And I think, okay, well, you know, that's interesting. Then he asked if he could be a part of the show because he had known one of the other ladies who were also a part of the show, Sabrina Deaton, and she had told him about the show. I told him, listen, we're going to be up in Orlando because at that time he lived in Orlando. And I said, come on over and, you know, just cook something you'd like. And he cooked. It was a pepperoni and grits. It was apparently so good that people were standing in line three times for it. Some four. He's pretty funny, too, in his own right. Our first three people were Alan, Annette, and Celia Chacon. And Celia had her own catering business. And Celia was totally blind. And uh, she passed a couple of years ago. I'm sure her spirit's still with us. But we were like a a band of, um, I don't know, not gypsies, but just a band of, of friends who, who did this and we've had a good time. The reason I like to keep it informal is because it's a little folksy. It's fun. It doesn't feel rehearsed. Sometimes you can get a lot better things out of people on TV when when you don't have all the words written down. And I understand that there's also an issue I don't want people memorizing to the point where it sounds staged. A lot of times the script are just the questions. The people on the show are like really tremendous about ad-libbing and thinking on their feet. And it it just comes off a lot better that way. Speaking (laughs) of ad-libbing, Annette, Cooking Without Looking features guest chefs. They're the regular blind and visually impaired people who make their special dishes, and they offer vision-related tips. What are some of the examples of guests and tips that you've had on Cooking Without Looking? Oh, well, geez. Tips. There's a <laughs> lot of tips. But um, it's kind of like the blind lead the blind, though. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yep. just a, it's just a comedy of errors sometimes. Let me think if I could remember any. You know, one that crossed my mind from the past was... A couple that we did, one was to keep things simple. One of our chefs, what he did was um, he put like salmon, but he put everything in the foil and he wrapped it up. He put the salmon, he put the salt, the pepper, the garlic powder, and then he cut up some peppers and he put everything in foil and wrapped it us nicely and neatly and put it in the oven. That way, the, his tip was don't make a mess. The less mess you can make as a visually impaired or blind chef, this is the way to do it, to put everything in the foil, cook it that way, bake it that way. When you take it out, 
then you just have your fish and your peppers and you don't have any mess to clean up. So that's one that really crosses my mind that I always remember. and I've been using it ever since. So, Annette, you do Cooking Without Looking's third segment called Food for Thought. Tell us about it. Well, first of all, I love the name. I think it's Renee came up with such a clever little name, Food for Thought. And that's how I was cast at first to do that portion. And to me, that was one of the most rewarding because I didn't start out cooking on the show. My love for cooking kind of simultaneously grew with the show. But Food for Thought is where we would bring in other people, other guests that did not necessarily cook, but they had different roles and in different things that they did in society, or they had different things they wanted to explain about their blindness. For one was this gentleman named Mike Jernigan. I said his name correctly. It always kept an imprint in my mind about him. Amazing memory. What's that? You have an amazing memory. (laughs) Well, no, it's not that. He really made an impression on me. He was in the Iraq war. And the IED injured his, you know, eyes. Well, he lost his eyesight totally. And I got to interview him regarding how he got through that whole incident of his life of losing his eyesight, losing his wife, losing his whole life and having to start all over again. And he actually brought with him prosthetic eyes (laughs) on the show to play and to have everybody look at. And it was just amazing his attitude, how positive he was. And how, you know, how he thought so forwardly as, as to what he was going to do with his life now. And he wasn't bitter. He didn't have an attitude. And he was just very, very positive. So that's food for thought. We had people like that that would come in. Also, people that had equipment and lighting and magnifiers and CCTVs that helped the blind. And they came on and, and talked to me about how those machines and devices helped the blind. So it was very, very rewarding, that segment. It added to the show. It wasn't just cooking. It was a little bit of everything. A little bit about blindness, a little bit about cooking, a little, little bit, bit about, about adaptation. The cooking is, is really just a bit of a ruse to get people to talk openly about blindness because outside of cancer, blindness is the thing that people are the most afraid of. And if you get people relaxed and talking and laughing They learn. You know, we all have to eat. We learn and we educate one another. Oftentimes people will say when they find out about the show, they'll say, oh, so you have someone teaching blind people. I go, no, it's exactly the other way around. We have blind people teaching everyone. Excellent. Excellent. Now, let's talk about the program's larger larger organization, Vision World Foundation. Mm-hmm. What does the foundation do for the blind, and how does the organization support the show? I know we talked about this briefly. Basically, what happens is people, uh, Cooking Without Looking is a TV show. So just like every TV show, we find sponsors for the show, as they say in some shows, to pay the bills. Whatever's left over from that goes to the foundation, and we use it to provide free services like we take people to the doctor, to the hospital, to get their nails done, to get lunch, to do grocery shopping, you know, to do all those things that make life a little bit easier and a little bit more enjoyable. Where has your show aired on? Which channels? It was on PBS in South Florida, and now we're going to the Foodie TV Network, which is going to be international. 
Um, they asked us to do this about a year ago. And so we're going to be on there. And we're going to be doing a series of shows out of South Africa. I got people who were from Miami who knew people in South Africa who were blind as well. And we linked up with them. We're going to take a couple of businesses from the area and help them provide services to low vision people over there. Dr. Mark Gannon and his son, Josh, are going to be doing that. Um, over in South Africa, we've got the Film Association for South Africa that are going to be working with us. We've got a couple, Mr. and Mrs. David Fritz. They're blind, a uh, blind married couple, and they've been helping us out, link people up with that. We're also working with the main blind organization over there, which is Blind South Africa. And South African Airways is a sponsor of us, so we'll be able to get over there. We basically, from the very beginning, from the foundation, that's why I called it Vision World Foundation, is I always wanted to have a connection around the world with blind organizations because all organizations and people, individuals, we learn to do things in different ways and it's it's good to share. That sharing helps the growth of the blind and visually impaired community. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. That sharing keyword helps. What have other people and media organizations said about cooking without looking? I found on your website that one organization, National Public Radio, has given it rave reviews. <laughs> yeah, we've been all over the place. Associated Press did a story on us all over, and then there were local newspapers. BBC did two radio interviews with us, and the Sydney Morning Herald. We've been all like all over the place. People really like it, and they like the folksiness of it. It makes people. You guys tell me uh, what you think, too, but basically people say they feel comfortable with it. And then that's a good thing because blindness, as I say, normally makes people a little nervous because I don't know how to react. But it makes people feel comfortable and have fun. We had a lot of fun doing it. And everybody I ever talked to that's seen it says that they really enjoy it because it is fun. That's it. it. The whole thing's about having fun. And that puts blindness and vision impairment in a whole different category and like you guys were saying before it makes people think like oh yeah i can have a good life i don't have to be just sitting on the sidelines i get out there my god alan you skydived and annette you do like lots of amazing things you were mrs florida um so wait you a know, minute you were mrs florida yeah well, <laughs> I thank you, Renee. <laughs> I, well, it was actually Miss Beauties of America for the state of Florida. I'm not married, so just for the oh, record, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I was married at one time, but no, no, it, it means it seriously that anybody could do anything you really set your mind to, except of course, drive a car. I can't do that. I, I unfortunately stopped driving uh, a few years back, but yeah, the the pageant was quite a to say it really helped with my confidence as well because going into it I really didn't feel confident doing it but although I had fear I did it anyway you know the feeling feel the fear and do it anyway <laughs> so that's what I did and I, I I placed I won for Florida and then for the U.S. I came in as second runner-up so it really boosts my confidence quite a bit all right so everyone fabulous when where and how 
can our listeners check out Cooking Without Looking? You can go to our website and see some of the classic Cooking Without Lookings. It's www.cookingwithoutlooking.net. You can catch other ones on YouTube. You can catch them on YouTube. And then our new shows, beginning with our new shows, we will have it on internationally on the foodietv.com network. And they will be able to see it on Roku, on, was it Google Fire, Amazon. If you have a smart TV or if you have internet on your computer, anyone in the world will be able to see them. How might companies in the public support cooking without looking? You're looking for sponsors. Yes, we're looking for sponsors. They can contact us. We are on Twitter, at Cook Without Look. And uh, we're on Facebook, uh, cooking the Cooking Without Looking TV show. You can contact me at 305-200-9104. We only need like um, a couple more sponsorships for this African trip. We're pretty much filled to for the sponsorship of the show. And so we're going to have a good time over in Cape Town, in Johannesburg. I heard Cape Town. I didn't realize. I don't know if you guys probably did. Cape Town is like a foodie mecca. We'll be enjoying ourselves over there as well. Definitely you three have already made us hungry. And definitely our (laughs) listeners, get on those sponsorships if you want to sponsor. Uh, Finally, how might some of our listeners apply to be guest chefs on the show if they're hearing this right now? Oh, gosh, they can just contact you know, just like uh, the way you did, they can contact us on, they can call me, the 305-200-9104. They can, they can go to the Cooking Without Looking TV show on Facebook. Um, you know, any, either one of those works well. Um, we've never had any trouble finding people to be on the show. And we've had it, we've always had a good time. Wow, this is great. Anything else you'd like to add? You guys, you want to say anything? I just want to thank Brian for having us on the show today. And it was very, I hope we get to meet you sometime in person. I don't want to say look forward to seeing you, but I look forward, <laughs> to, look forward to meeting you. And uh, thank you so much. And uh, I'd just like to say to anybody who's listening, uh, if, if you're blind and visually impaired, keep it, it takes a little courage to get out in the kitchen, but it's still a lot of fun and you can do it. There's ways of getting around the eyesight. You can definitely do it. And Renee, Allen, and Annette, Cooking Without Looking is the show that can change the lives of the blind and visually impaired by not only teaching viewers how to make good food, but also providing them the necessary resources to cope with vision loss. And it also provides insight into the world of the blind to the general viewers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. You're very welcome. And before we go, listeners, we'll leave you with a short snippet of the Cooking Without Looking theme song. And I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind, or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website, that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org. And my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash the dash blind. 
Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. chocolate? Do you like coffee? Do you like good music? And most importantly, do you like to have fun? I like all of these, and so if you do, please join me, Shannon, at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, Mondays, for Reese's Pieces on ACB Radio Interactive. On my show, you'll get a lot of good music, a whole lot of fun, and maybe, if you're lucky, some chocolate. You can contact me when I am on air at Shannon at acbradio.org or Shazza59, S-H-A-Z-Z-A-59 on Twitter. Please join me for Reese's Pieces on Mondays on ACB Radio Interactive, particularly if you are in need of coffee, chocolate, or fun. California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. See you.